The following podcast is sponsored content from Prudential. Welcome to 4040 Vision, a podcast that explores the stories and decisions of truly remarkable people who are fully embracing being in their 40s. I'm Faith Saley. On this episode, we're talking about the future. Okay, for 40-somethings, it's hard not to think of this topic on a daily, even minute-to-minute basis. It's so heavy, but simultaneously embodies all opportunity for growth and joy. What does the future hold for ourselves, our families, our wallets, and everything in between? So I wanted to get a little perspective on what the future means for one family. I'm speaking with three generations of a family who run a 67-year-old family business in Brooklyn, New York. Sahadi's is a Middle Eastern grocery. It's well-known throughout New York for their spices, coffee, olives, and baba ganoush. But, of course, behind the commotion of an old-fashioned grocery is the family itself. Now in her 40s, Christine Whalen is preparing to take over the business from her dad, Charlie. So I want to find out, what will the future be like for the business and for the family? We'll be calling up Michael, who's Christine's son, a little bit later in the episode. Christine and Charlie, welcome to 4040 Vision. Thank Thank you. you. Father and daughter. Correct. And business partners? Yes. So what do you own and run together? We own a specialty food business in Brooklyn, New York. It's been in existence in Brooklyn since 1948. It's been there for 67 years. But our family actually goes much further back. Our family started in 1895 in the United States. From? From Lebanon. My dad came to America in 1919 as an 18-year-old and went to work with his uncle to help support the rest of his family that were in Lebanon. Uh, He worked with them from 1919 to 1941, when I like to say they had a parting of ways, which means they had an argument. What was it over? I don't know. You don't know? This is family lore. Christine, do you have a guess? Yes, I'm working on it. What do you think was over? I have no Uh, idea. No idea whatsoever. So what happened, my dad, who had become a small partner in the business over the 22 years he was there, was bought out with lentils and chickpeas and green olives. Merchandise. You could buy me out with green olives any day. (laughs) And he actually moved three doors away from his uncle and opened Sahadi Importing Company. That Wait, dude, what was the name of the original company? A Sahadi and oh Company. So I said to myself, what did that do to family relations in the 1940s? Well, anyway, from 1941 until 1948, they were both operating on Washington Street in downtown Manhattan. Then your dad's chickpeas won out. Well, no. In 1946, my dad bought a building in Brooklyn, 187 Atlantic, which is the main store we started with. So let's get this straight, Charlie. You're still working. I'm still working With your now. wife, your, who is your mother, Christine. Right. Yes. And you're, so you're working with your brother and your wife my and bro- your daughter and your son. Right. My brother. The uh, most family business I've ever heard of. And well, we're all in one little small is, And you're all Lebanese. Yes. Lebanese American. Le- no, this, this Lebanese is a and Syrian. My wife is and from, Syrian. Our family's from Syria. My family from Lebanon. So the kids at half and half and their kids are quarter, quarter because our husband is Irish Italian. So they, uh, we, we've added a new segment to the family this way. Uh, this whole thing that he's going to retire is some, somewhat surreal to me still. I know that in my mind that he's not going to be there every day, but I haven't wrapped my mind around it. I can say it to people and I can say, oh, yeah, he's stepping back. In my mind, it doesn't feel like he's ever going to not be there. What about the timing? You're in your 40s. Does it feel right to take over now? I think so. 
I mean, I don't know that I'm going to want to work full time until I'm dad's age. I mean, maybe I will. It's hard to say. We have a lot of different areas of the business beyond the retail. So there is a lot of other roles that need to be filled. Maybe I'll be doing that at 60 or 65. It's hard to say. I guess it depends on what the needs are then. Family always tends to do the places that there's a need. But right now, I'm I'm really happy about being in the retail. I like the interaction. I like talking to the customers. I like being on the floor. You sound really proud of the history of your store, which is also the history of your family. Why are you proud? I have lots of reasons. First of all, I love the business. I love the people that come in. In 51 years, you get to meet generation after generation after generation of people. And some of the nicest people in the world are in Brooklyn. I'm alive, I'm well, and I'm living in Brooklyn, where everybody lives next door to each other, no matter what religion, what language, what color. You live together basically as brother and sister, and it's such a wonderful environment for kids to grow up in because, sure, we have problems just like any other big city, but on the scope of other places, we have a much smaller group of problems. It was a very scary time after 9-11 happened. We all saw what happened on the TV. We actually closed and went home and sat in front of the TV and held hands and waited to see what would happen. I'm usually not apprehensive when I go downtown Brooklyn. I love my community. The next morning we went down and there was five or six people mulling in front of the store. And I'm the first one there, so I'm opening the gate and I'm looking at I'm wondering what they're doing here. They wanted to give me a hug and thank me for being part of their neighborhood. They, I mean, it was, it was one of the most emotional things I've ever been through. A couple of days later, one of the schools on Court Street, 120 students, four or five teachers came marching up Court Street to Atlantic Avenue, two Sahadis. Each one had made a sign or a poster or a a card to Charlie Sahadi, thanking me for being their neighbor. They were singing love and peace songs to me, and I, I I was in tears. But to see people go out of their way to show love for your local grocer and not talked about in the in a negative way because of where we're from. Uh, it was above and beyond anything I had ever been through or have ever been through since then. Are you proud, Christine, to be part of Sahadi's and oh, running it? absolutely. It's a legacy. Uh, growing up, it was always a huge part of my life. The store is, was, has always been a, a big factor, both for my brother and I. I don't think there was any question either one of us ever really wanted to do anything else. I was going to ask you that. So, really, you weren't playing with horses like other little girls thinking I'm going to be a veterinarian. No, you I was cooking. You're, you're cooking. I was cooking, even as a kid. I always liked to cook. She went to college at the NYU because that's where she wanted to go. Far and, from home? Oh, yes, very far from home. And things weren't going her way, so she left college and came to Sahadi's and decided that we needed a gourmet takeout, which was the hottest thing in specialty foods at that time. So we built the kitchen to her specs. We built a counter for her specs. And then she says, Dad, I'm going back to school. I said, wait, 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 we just did this. She said, no, no, I'm going to run the department during the day and go to NYU at night. So what did she do? She ran the department for 45 hours a week, got a double degree in finance from NYU. And so, made you all dinner. Yes, and made us dinner at the same time. What is your favorite treat? at your store? I'm a chocolate fiend, so if you ask me my favorite treat, it's a dark chocolate nonpareil candy made by Guitar Chocolate in San Francisco. Christine? Probably pistachios. We have arguably the best pistachios in the city. We roast our own, and they're really amazing. 
they're definitely the most requested thing. When I go anywhere, people bring wine to other people's houses. I bring pistachios. But I, I never gave one thought to where my pistachios are roasted. So, tell tell, oh. tell the reason. Roasted. Tell the reason. Tell the reason. But why why ours taste better? Anything that's dry roasted, we roast ourselves. So we bring in the raw material and we roast it in house. We do a dark roast. They're a little salty, but they're supposed to be. They're pistachios. Oh yeah. I mean, not that, salt that yeah. up. Pistachios are a product that's really very very well known from the Middle East. So people. Have high expectations. Yes. I love that you guys are known for your nuts. You guys, I mean, it sounds like the store's a bit, like, you guys are kind of nuts. I oh, like we are it. definitely nuts. <laughs> right? You got it pegged right. Yeah, I, I get that. When you have five family members working in the same building, That's you nuts. have to be nuts. That's nuts. No, I tell people if, when we hire, if you're not nuts, we can train you. <laughs> That's good. Now, so you see each other every single day. Basically. Every single day. Well, I mean, Sundays? except Friday. You guys open on Sundays? Well, no, never on Sundays. Why not? Well, number one, Sunday is the Sabbath for us. We have to be uh, Christians. Uh, number two, I grew up in the time of the Blue Laws where you couldn't open on Sunday unless you were selling perishables. So there were certain things in the store that were considered perishable at the time, but the whole store could not legally be open on Sunday. My father never opened on Sunday before us. We continued that tradition from when he passed in 1967 until right now, 2015, the future, I can't talk about. I'm not the future. I consider myself the present Good and the past. we have the future here. Yeah, you Christine. do. Christine, what you are you going to do about Sundays? Personally, it wouldn't be my first choice to open on Sunday simply because it makes it really difficult to do family things. We use Sunday. <laughs> I got married on Sunday. Family my sister got married on Sunday. Right, right. It's just one of those things. I wouldn't be my ideal. It is the way for the future. It is the way probably we're going to have to go one day down the road simply because it's a huge shopping day for New Yorkers. Right. And we don't currently take advantage of that. I'm lucky enough that we haven't had to. But to tell you that we're never going to do it, I don't want to say never about anything because I don't know what the future is going to hold. But right now, I would hold off as long as I could because once you open Sunday, it's really hard to go backwards and tell people, well, we changed our mind. It's, it's not suitable. We don't like it. So we're thinking that... We're just going to hold off as long as we can. I mean, we've always been lucky enough to squeeze those extra customers into Saturday afternoon. So you both grew up in the store, mm -hmm. respectively. What is your first memory of participating in the way Sahadis worked as a kid? I remember coming into the store when it was coming together. The store opened in 48 when I'm four years old. I remember my dad had a partner at the time, and the partner's uh, occupation prior to this was a carpenter and he was actually banging the shelves into place and screwing the things into place that's my earliest recollection that was only 67 years ago but who's counting anyway and Christine what was the first time you were given responsibility at the store I mean I want to say by the time I was nine or so we were packing we had to we hand packed a lot of items so I mean I can remember hand packing tahini labeling the jars it had to all be done, and of course, that was going to be the job they gave the young person because you weren't dealing with the customer. All you had to do was make sure that the scale balanced properly. We didn't want them to feel they had to take this job. I told them, use it as a fallback. I said, I'm not going to be insulted if you fall back and say, this is what I want to do. When you had kids, Christine, were you excited to introduce them to the store and include them in your family and business life? Yeah, the lines are really blurred for us. So, like, the kids came, and I probably brought them down three days later. Not to work, but I mean, certainly to show them to the staff. A lot of our staff has been with us for decades. I mean, they were at my wedding. I think that it's really just a part of the kids' lives. I mean, more so my son than my daughter because he's more involved in working with us. It's always been a part of their lives, just like it was always a part of my life. How far 
away from each other do you guys live? Just 10 feet. We live back. Maybe 20 we, feet. We live back to back. Do you ever get sick of each other? Well, the thing is, we're all still working full time. Christine comes early and goes home early. I come early, but I stay later, but I go home with either my son or my brother. Are you calling your daughter lazy? Not at all, because she goes home and does more work at home. No, no, the last thing I would call her is lazy. No, I know. She's making dinner for everybody. I have a lot of things I could call her, but lazy is not one of them by any means. What would you call your daughter? Because she's going to take over this business. A wonderful human being. She's got many different ideas than I have, which sometimes causes friction. I can't tell you we've never had an argument, because we have had arguments. Usually after an argument, even with my brother... Something good comes out of it, not always something bad. Give me an example, please, of an argument you've had about perhaps Christine's vision for the store, something for the future that, you know, you've argued about and then something well, good comes out of it. I, I'm not into social media. I'm, I'm above the age of social media. And they, both my daughter and my son, are very much into it. Why? Because it's the right thing for business. It's just something that I don't know. And it's a little scare factor. When you don't know something, you're afraid of it. And it shouldn't be because I have two people who know what they're doing. I I don't know much about computers. They don't like to talk with people as much as I do. They don't like to schmooze like I do. So each have our specialty. So if I leave them alone doing their thing and they leave me alone doing my thing, we are positive. Did you have to convince your dad a bit about using social media to promote your store? I had to convince him not to throw the computer out a few times, but (laughs) but that's okay because it's part and parcel. There's been a lot more change in the last 10 years than there was in the previous 20 because the world is changing so much quicker now. It's, some of the times it isn't even so much that I have to convince him about social media as I have to explain what it is. Right. He doesn't use a lot of these mediums, so it isn't that he's so resistant to hearing about them. It is just that it's not something that is it's readily available to him should he ever use it, but he's always working. So, I mean, he only just got an iPhone a few years ago because he always had a regular phone. Because well, of her. plus, there's nobody you need to text. They're all within two feet of you, Charlie. <laughs> well, my son lives across the driveway. So oh, he's, right. That's okay, about that's about go. 10 feet also. Charlie, have you ever taken a selfie? What? Out of question. <laughs> there you go. I, I do know what a selfie is, though. Oh, so, okay. But okay. I'm not lost in that part of the okay. world. I, I do watch people take selfies all the time. This Would I do it? The answer is no. That is greatly to your credit, sir. Thank you. What is the number one thing that you hope your daughter, Christine, will do for the business in the future? Continue what she's doing. She's, she, you know, she's a very hard worker. She agonizes over different things. She wants things to be as perfect as possible. And you can't fault somebody for that. I mean, she's always looking to the future. And what can we bring in that we don't have now that will create a new buzz? Ron, my son, and Pat, Christine's husband, run our wholesale warehouse. What they manufacture and what they import and what they distribute, we get the benefits of those items at our store, which make us a much more interesting store than some of the other stores in our league. Do you have any concerns about the future? I mean, you've been, you've been steering the ship for a long time. Uh, No real concerns. No, they're much smarter than I am. I have 51 years experience. That's what I have over them. And I have common sense, which I'm blessed to have. They're all better educated. Their ways of doing finance is much better than mine. I mean, but to my credit, 51 years later, after I got involved, we're still in business. And they're going to take it, as far as I'm concerned, to the next level. And it's because of the dedication. Christine, what what will be your stamp? What, what, What do you want to do? Now that you're going to run the company. Um, three years ago, we did an expansion. And I would have thought that that would have probably been my stamp. It was we went from two stores to three stores. And we expanded the physical concrete footprint. But longer term, I think that the market has changed so much that we just repositioned ourselves doing a expanded website and 
reaching out to customers that no longer live in Brooklyn. And maybe long term, that is more the wave of the future. I can't decide whether walk-in business is the way it's going to be in 20 years. Young people shop very differently than a lot of our current older customers. You know, we need to change. Christine, your, your dad is sanguine. Do you have any concerns? Do you have any, any fears? This is a big responsibility, um, taking over the store. I don't think so. I mean, I think this has always been my expectation. I am really very comfortable in my element down there. I mean, I, you know, I like what I do, and I like the people I work with. Christine, you're in your 40s now. Charlie, you were in your 40s uh, 31 years ago. <laughs> Give or take, yes. From your point of view, how, how is it different to be in your 40s now? Well, it was a different world. The clientele was different. The atmosphere on the street was different. The world was different. I mean, your goal still then was to make customers happy in any way you could. And I think the goal today in 2015 is the same. Do you have anything to add to that, Christine? Do you, do you think that being the head of this business in your 40s is different than it was for your dad? I think Dad pretty much encapsulated it properly. Like, it's a slightly different business than it was years ago. I mean, we have a lot more staff, and there's a lot more bureaucracy in the city itself to navigate. I think that the essence of business is exactly what it was. Can I spreadsheet it out? And Probably, because that's what I do. I make big spreadsheets and try to figure out how I can make everything work. But I think that in the end of the day, if I just step back and just do what he did which is just make sure that the customer's happy when they leave the front door. Or even if the customer that called or did it online, if that customer is happy each and every time, that's a model for success. Dad's certainly been hands-on all these years, and I, I'm going to need to do that more once Dad steps back from every day because that's his role now, and he's the mayor, and everybody knows him. And I'm, the, I'm the ambassador. The ambassador, I'm sorry. Ambassador. So, Charlie... All right, is this really going to happen? I really can't see the morning you wake up and you're like, eh, I don't feel like going over to the store to schmooze. Are you really just going to retire? I, I don't like the word retire. I'm going to a step back. I'm going to what, come like in less. like one foot? Well, no, you got to realize that Christine and Ron and Bob are actually running the business. I'm not. I mean, I haven't been the buyer in years. My job right now, schmooze the customers and pay the bills. And I'm very happy after 51 years of doing this. It's nice to step back and say, look what my kids and my brother are doing without, without my intervention. Uh, so when you step back, yes. what are you going to do with your free time? Travel. You know, you get to a certain age and you realize that, well, I might be around for another 10, 15, 20 years, or I might not. The problem is, am I going to be healthy after 10 or 15 or 20 years? So while you have the wherewithal to do what you want to do, this is the time to do it. So Is this passing... Of the baton, although it's been gradual, it's not a surprise to anybody. And thank God you're in good health, so everybody's, right? Everybody's happy about this. But is it a little bittersweet? I still find myself a little bit surprised that Dad's not going to be there all the time. So while I feel like I'm going to more than ready to do everything I need to do, a lot of the day in a family business is just what gets spoken across the desk we don't have a I teach you listen pattern at the office. We have kind of an osmosis. I just have watched him all of these years and I've absorbed the way he deals with people, the way he deals with vendors, the way he pays the bills or whatever. Even though I feel like I've gotten more than enough to do my job, I still feel that it's going to be a big change for me, especially the PR. Nobody does PR like dad does. And I know that. So I know that that is going to be a huge hurdle for me. 
one that I feel like I can rise to, but I feel like I'm never going to be that much of a public person like he is. He's so genuinely happy when he's doing what he does best. It's effortless. And exactly. That's going to be something that I'm going to struggle with. And the fact that he's not just going to be there where I'm not going to be coming back from a meeting going, well, this is what we talked about, like I do now automatically, is going to be a big change for me. I mean, now that he's not there on Fridays and he hasn't been for a few years, still sometimes on Friday I'll find myself speaking out loud, realizing I'm alone and I'm talking. And I'm, I'm interested to see how much I'm going to be talking to myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're going to see. So number one piece of advice, Charlie, well, slash first dad. Of all, I get, just, I, just give your daughter one piece, pith, pith, one piece of advice. Your, follow your heart. You know what you're doing. You don't have to second guess and third guess yourself all the time. Do it. You learned a long time ago. We don't make we don't make big mistakes. We make small mistakes. Small mistakes you learn from, and the next day you'll make a different mistake, but it won't be the same one. And every mistake you make will make you better at what you do. Is the timing perfect for having your dad step back and inviting your son to enter the family business? I think so. My son still needs seasoning. Like, he still needs to finish college. He needs to do graduate work. He needs to be roasted and salted. Yeah, kind of. I know if he does come in, I will have an exit strategy for myself one day. Michael? Yeah, hi. Hi. So, um, are you ready to be sucked into Sahadi? (laughs) (laughs) That's your grandfather speaking. Well, when you put it like that, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You are presumably going to enter into a real family legacy. Um, no, no, you're still in college, right? Yeah, I'm still in college. And is your plan to enter the family business? Yeah, I'd like to work somewhere else for a few years, get a little bit of a different perspective, and hopefully bring some different skills into the business. I assume you grew up around the store the same way that your mom did and your grandfather did. So you've absorbed a lot of the way Sahadi's works. Um, Just off the top of your youngish mind, what kind of innovation would you want to bring? Well, I think the way the whole neighborhood and all of Brooklyn is really changing, you kind of want to bring in some of that new young Brooklyn feel to the store. What does that mean? Everybody works there has to have a mustache? (laughs) Yeah. No, just some of the interesting things, especially with food that are going on in downtown Brooklyn. You'd like to be able to bring some of that innovation into the store while not losing what we've built over the years. Okay, Michael, let's talk Sundays. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. What's going to happen on Sundays? Are y'all going to stay closed? I don't want to speculate that far in the future, but for now. It's okay. Your your grandfather and your mom are smiling. (laughs) Everything you say is okay. Never on Sunday. There you go. You got your answer right there. Never on Sundays. Do you think about taking over the business after your mom? It's uh, hard always to look that far in the future, but I'd like to be able to come in and take over the business when I'm older. What is your earliest memory of Sahadi's? When we were in elementary school, actually, we took a field trip down to uh, Sahadi's, and my grandfather showed us all around the store, and we all got some food from the kitchen. It was a real cool experience for everybody in the class. Was that... A normal thing classes would do? Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't just because Michael was in the class? We do stuff like that sometimes. His class had a particularly fun time because sure. we were all there. Yeah. But uh, we see we do do that with the neighborhood, sure. And they just get an insight of how a family business can run in the United States. Michael, how do you feel about the history attached to your family? Well, I mean, it's a history I'm very proud of that we were uh, able to be around for so long and We've had such success while also trying to stay in touch with the neighborhood. Does it feel like a responsibility to think into the future that that you could be 
taking this on and running this company? Well, I try not to think of it like that. I try to think it's more of a blessing. But, uh, yeah, in a way, it's a responsibility as well. I'm the uh, next generation of the family. You use the word blessing, Michael, and, and it strikes me, as all of you have been talking, do you realize how lucky you are that you guys work really hard, but that you do what you love? I don't think most people love what they do as much as you guys do. Probably not. I love what I do. Yeah, like, yeah, like you said, it's a blessing to be able to do something that you love and go to work every day. And love your coworkers. It has its moments where it can be tough, but if you're happy with what you're doing, I think that's you're pretty blessed. Christine, I was going to ask you how will it be difficult for you to, you know, give a performance review to your son as his boss, but I can ask your father that. I mean, have you ever had to talk to your daughter as an employee and say, "Hey, you need to improve this or that?" No, I've never had that privilege because she <laughs> She's above and beyond that. She's way ahead beyond of her time. Beyond approach, okay. No, no, no. She, she, when she was in high school, she knew what she wanted to do. When she was in college, she knew what she wanted to do. A very focused young lady. And she's done very well. And she's going to do even better when her father gets out of her hair so, so that she can continue to go forward without having to look over and say, what's no. he going to say now? <laughs> right, Mike? Mike's, no comment. Mike's no smart comment. enough to just <laughs> to let that one go. Mike, what are you studying in school? Uh, right now, I'm studying business economics with a focus in international business. What would you like to do when you're out, before you, I assume, enter Sahadis? I would like to enter something in the business realm, preferably actually abroad. Michael, what do you think you'll be doing when you're in your 40s? <laughs> uh, in my 40s, hopefully running a successful family business. <laughs> <laughs> you get applause from your grandfather. <laughs> no doubt about it, kid. No doubt about it. Do you think that your mom will be on your payroll? My mom will be on my payroll? Not any time in my life. I don't think so. I think it's the other way around. You think when you're in your 40s, your mom's still going to be your boss? Uh, that, that depends on her more than it depends on me. Definitely not. <laughs> because I want to be traveling then, so... Because I am, didn't have kids as early as your grandfather did, so I'm going to be taking that time earlier. <laughs> if you had to apply one word to sum up your experience at, at Sahadis, what it, what it means to you. I'll start with you, Charlie. It means making people happy, and that's what I really feel we do. We, we, you know, we're there for you in times of sorrow, in times of happiness, in times of need. Do you have a word to apply to the future of Sahadis, Christine? We need to be to continue to be a part of the fabric of the neighborhood, community. And as much as the wave of the future is going to online, we're part of the fabric of the community, and the community is part of who we are. Michael? Customer service. I mean, what, why we've been so successful all these years, I feel like that's really the cornerstone to having a successful business, especially in the uh, neighborhood we're in. You're getting a thumbs up from your grandfather. <laughs> I would also say, just, just for kind of the present, maybe the word to apply to the future of Sahadis is, for you, Michael, it would be mom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're the future. You guys are the future. Michael and Christine. It's a big deal, right? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot to think about. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. I cannot wait to come to your store. Thank you. I want, we want you to come in. I'm, I'm going to. I cannot wait. Sahadis, may I call you all Sahadis? Sure. Call us anything sure. you like. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. You have a very generous and delicious spirit about your family. Thank you for having thank us. You this for having a us. Lot this has been a lot of fun. Definitely. 
the future means so many different things. At Sahadi's, it clearly means continuity and, and family and community and, and customer service. And their story is really specific, but I think the takeaway is something more universal because they have a lot of joy and gratitude and generosity about what they do. For 40-somethings, you know, thinking about our future means thinking about, for some of us, our kids' future, um, our retirement or not retirement, our money, uh, where we want to live, who we want to be when we grow up. I think a lot of 40-somethings are still deciding who they want to be when they grow up. Now, my future, my future's nuts because I'm going to go get some pistachios. <laughs>